believe in ghosts? I don't know. Well, I agree with what that doc says. You can spook yourself. I've done it in planes. Hello, one and all, to episode three of Deep Law. Today, we are doing another episode on the conspiracy iceberg, and we're going to be covering the unsolved mystery of The Watcher. This mystery revolves around a man called Derek Broadus and his wife, Maria. Derek and his wife recently closed a deal on a six-bedroom house at 651 Boulevard. They were there doing some renovations, doing some painting, and they decided to check the mailbox. They discovered a letter addressed to the new owner. I was going to paraphrase it to give it a quick and simple explanation, but I feel like to truly understand the fear that these people are in, you have to read the whole first letter, so that's what I'm going to do. Dearest new neighbour at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighbourhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched this house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of this house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I've seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the grown family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out all the many windows in 657 Boulevard and all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. This was then signed off by the Watcher. Furthermore, in the letter, the Watcher also describes the car that he's seen Derek and Maria driving. Now, Derek was understandably scared by this letter and decided to contact the people that they bought the house from. Andrea Woods owned the house before selling it to Derek. She said to Derek that she never had a letter like that in the 23 years that she lived there. However, a few days before she moved out after selling the house, she did receive a letter signed by the Watcher, stating that he's been watching the house, observing the children. Derek and Maria were on high alert, however they started to notice some other strange things occurring. Derek's contractor that he hired hammered a heavy sign into the front garden. This was presumably to let passers-by know that there was construction happening. This was, however, ripped out of the ground and missing the next day. Later on in the week, he was showing one of the neighbours around the house, and after seeing the kids, the neighbours responded, it would be nice to have some young blood in the neighbourhood. Derek was, of course, shocked and froze up by this. Two weeks after the first letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and to check the mail. There she saw a second letter, similar to the first. However, in this letter, the watcher directly addresses Derek and Maria, however misspelling their names. 
This could potentially be that he has heard them say their names to one of the contractors, but not quite understanding it correctly. The letter writes, Welcome again to your new home, 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. In this letter, the watcher also boasts about learning a lot about the family. He's able to identify Derek's three kids by birth order and by their nicknames. He also noticed that one of the children liked to paint on the porch with an easel and asked, is she the artist in the family? I'll now bulk read the rest of the letter for you. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you are upstairs and you could never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the Watcher, and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on, and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, and my obsession. And now you are too, Braddus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I'll be watching. Upon contacting the police, the police tell Derek and Maria to try and act normal while they continue an ongoing investigation, and not to tell anybody of the letters they've received. As a sort of moving-in neighbourhood party, they decide to have a barbecue. During this time, Derek was chatting with John Schmidt, who lived two doors down. Schmidt was saying that the house in between Derek and John's was the Langfords' house. The matriarch of the family lived there, Peggy Langford, who was in her 90s, and several other adult children, all in their 60s, lived with her. Schmidt said that the family was a bit odd, but he deemed them as harmless. Derek thought the case was relatively solved. The Langford house was right next to the easel on the porch, so you could have seen the daughter. The family has lived there in the 60s. The watcher also said in the letters that his father died, and now it was his turn to watch the house. The Langford father died 12 years earlier. With this new information, Derek and Maria ran to the police and told them who they think the suspect is. The police said that they already thought it was them and conducted an interview. However, there wasn't enough evidence for the Langfords to be deemed as suspects, so the case was dropped against them. Derek decided to do his own investigation. He set up webcams and often would crouch in the dark, watching the doors. He got maps and drew sight lines and approximate range of earshots to determine which house could hear Maria talking about the kids' names. They also hired an ex-FBI agent to try and assess the house and do stakeouts. He didn't see anything. Furthermore, he assessed the writing in the letters sent to Derek. Upon analysing the writing, he was able to say that the letters pointed that it was an older writer. This could be seen as, even though the letters were written in anger, there was no profanity. The police deemed that the threats were idle. They didn't believe that the threats would be acted upon against Derek and his family. However, 
certain parts of the letter put Derek on edge. For example, the first letter was dated Tuesday, June 4th, but June 4th was a Wednesday. This gave Derek the feeling that the person writing the letters may be mentally unstable and far more likely to carry out these threats. The Watcher also often expressed hatred of wealth and renovations. For example, one of the letters he wrote contained the following paragraph. The house is crying from all the pain that it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries for the past and what it used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard, when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood, and then it got old, and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Derek and Maria set up cameras around the house. They recently bought it and they didn't want to have to move again. However, it should be noted that they still haven't fully moved in at this point. They were still in the process of renovations and transferring their belongings over. After starting to receive the letters, they couldn't go back to their old house as it was sold, but they did not want to move into 657 Boulevard, so they stayed with Maria's parents while continuing to pay the mortgage for 657. It seemed like the watcher got more angry of the house being empty than the house having Derek and Maria in. This could be seen in the same letter as... 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass, and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like it once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. All this stress built up on Maria and Derek, and they decided to sell the house six months after the first letter arrived. In the background, the police were carrying out DNA testing on the letters. They deemed that the letter contained DNA from a woman, however they could not put this DNA on any women in the neighbourhood. Furthermore, the police have done their own research and decided that the Langfords were ruled out as suspects completely. Derek felt like he was back at square one with no clue as to who the Watcher was. The police occasionally did do stakeouts and monitor the house, and most of the time it came up with nothing. However, one night, a police officer called Shambliss and his partner were working in the back of a van parked on the boulevard. Around 11pm, a car stopped in front of the house long enough for one of the officers to grow suspicious. The officers traced this car back to a young woman in a nearby town. However, her boyfriend lived on the same block as 657 Boulevard. When they contacted the woman, she told the officers that her boyfriend was into some really dark video games, including one where he plays as a specific character called The Watcher. While the officer knew of the address of the boyfriend, the boyfriend was living elsewhere at the time. The officer asked him to agree to come to an interview on two separate occasions, and the boyfriend did not show up. As time went on, he wasn't able to compel him to come to another interview, and the case was dropped. Derek decided that he wouldn't be able to sell the house, and instead tried to rent it, however rumours in the neighbourhood made it very hard to find tenants. Eventually, a family with grown children and two big dogs have decided to rent it. 
Two weeks after they moved in, the family contacted Derek as they were having problems with squirrels in the attic. Derek went there to do maintenance to try and remove them, when the renter and the family handed him an envelope that has just arrived. This letter said, Violent winds and bitter cold, to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. This letter also mocked Derek about trying too hard to find who the Watcher is. In addition to a paragraph that also describes that revenge can occur in many forms, stating that it could be a car accident, a fire, an illness, or a mysterious death of a pet. This letter was ended by, you are despised by the house, and the watcher won. Now, that was a lengthy explanation of it, but it's pretty hard to summarise it with the amount of letters he received and the different kind of investigations going on. There was some scepticism about whether Derek and Maria were faking these letters as he knew he was going to take a loss on the mortgage and therefore he was trying to find a, a clause or a way out of the agreement that he signed against the Woods. Furthermore, last year in 2019, he did manage to sell the house as the, the mystery died down a bit in the media and he did take a quite a big hit in the price he originally paid. And in summary, the Watcher was still never identified or addressed or brought to any claims. It's still a mystery, and considering that Derek wasn't the first person to receive the letter, and the renters also received one after Derek, I'm sure we'll hear about another event with the new people that have bought the house. Derek also got somewhat infected by the Watcher's attitude, and he sent letters to people who were critical about um, him and his wife making it up to sell the house, issuing threats in the same way that the Watcher did. However, unlike the Watcher, the letters were signed Friends of the Broadus family, and Derek has admitted that it was him that sent those ones to the people that were critical of him and his wife. I don't know what to think about this one. For me, I believe the case against the boy lines up too well, that he plays a game commonly um, where the main character is a watcher he refused to come to any kind of interviews with them i think that's probably the best chance of getting uh, a result as to who this was it's always the old people that are acting suspicious they're usually always the first people that uh, get pointed to but at the same time the boy is young the boy, I think he believed he was in his 20s, and the, all the writing styles seemed to indicate it was uh, an elderly form of writing, and the, the styles indicate for it to be cursive from maybe like 50, 60 years ago. Either way, I hope Derek and Maria was able to move on. Um, it obviously affected Derek. I'm glad they're out of the house now, regardless of the loss. Hopefully the Watcher won't be interfering with any new tenants but I have a feeling that the grudge that the watcher has isn't quite over yet. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you've learned something today. If you liked it leave a like and if you want subscribe I'd greatly appreciate it. We're gonna work our way down the conspiracy iceberg and try and find some interesting conspiracies and I'd love for you to come along with me. 